Well, hello there. Welcome to Rethink Your Health with Jen Madden. I am your host, Jen Madden. I am going to dork out with you today. I am here. It is early morning, my favorite time of day. I have my coffee. I've got some water. And we're going to dork out about the brain. Are you ready? (laughs) I freaking love the brain. I think it's fascinating. And I am also in awe about how little we know about the brain. Today I'm going to talk about a book that I've been reading called Whole Brain Living. It's written by Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor. She is, if you don't know who she is, she is a neuroscientist. I think she's like a neuroanatomist. (laughs) I don't know how to say that. Um, But she is the, and we're just going to stick with neuroscientists because it's easier for me to say, that experienced a stroke and watched her body, her brain, shut down. And she gave a TED Talk years and years ago um, about her experience. And she wrote a book called, I think it was called The Stroke of Insight. And this is a second, her second book. And she talks about what she learned from that experience and the science behind our brains and how they work both at a thinking level and at an emotional level. And I, the book was recommended to me by a friend, and I just was like, oh my God, this is so good. I need to talk about it. So let me just kind of set the stage for you. Back in, I want to say it was like probably really popular in the 90s when we talked about the brain, that there was the theory you're either left brain or right brain. Meaning if you are left brain focused, you're very logical, very, you know, thinking oriented. And if you are right brain, you're creative and more emotional. And it was kind of laid out there as if you were one or the other. And so many of us kind of just grabbed one of those and, you know, took that identity, even though at least for me personally, I'm like, yeah, but I'm a little bit of both. And we're all, well, as I dive into this, we are all a little bit of both. But the thing that I love about this book, and I'm going to get into it, is she talks about what she calls the characters of the brain, as if our brain has different personalities. And as I was reading it, I'm like, yes, this explains a lot. So I want you to, I really want you to listen to this, even though if you're like, I don't really want to dork out about the brain, because I think you're going to have a better understanding on how your brain operates. So for me, as a life coach, this is providing a lot of the science behind the way I coach and the tools that I use. The other thing that I liked about this book is um, it helps structure from, I guess, a scientific perspective. My concept, it's not my concept, but the concept I talked about um, earlier on a podcast called The Passengers on the Bus. So I hope I have set the stage for you and you're a little excited about learning about your four characters. Are you? (laughs) I am. I'm like, this is so good. Anyway, so let's get right into it. So the way she describes our brain is we have our primitive brain, which I talk about. That's our primal brain that just wants to keep us safe, that's always looking for danger. And that part of our brain is very similar to every other organization um, that exists on our planet. What makes us more evolved is on top of that is we have an emotional brain, right? And 
in this through evolution, we developed an emotional brain. And then on top of that, we developed our thinking brain. So the way our brain is actually structured, it is the two hemispheres, the left and the right. But within each of those hemispheres, there is a distinct thinking part of the brain and a distinct emotional part of the brain. So it's not an either or with the right and the left brain. It's your left brain thinking, your left brain emotional your right brain thinking, your right brain emotional. Okay. So think of it as like the way I picture it in my head is you're kind of looking at a, like a graph with four different sections. So each part of the brain has its own responsibilities and its own characteristics. So let me start to break those down for you. We're going to start with the left side of the brain because I think the majority of us live on the left side of our brain. So your character one person, well, she names them. So that's why I said person. But your character one, the qualities of your character one is what you think of a left brain. It is the logical, it is the rational side of your brain. It is the person who organizes and structures your day. And it's the part of your brain that you can count on to get shit done. Okay, so that is the take charge. I'm going to um, make sure that you're organized and that you're actually accomplishing stuff in your life. Now, the one thing I'm going to say about all of these characteristics, with the exception probably of character four, there's good and bad to each, right? So there's like really good things about being logical and organized, but there's always like the dark side or the shadow side where it can go too far, okay? So each serve a purpose. And once we start to learn what purpose each of these brains serves for us, the better we'll be able to work with our internal brain. Okay. So here's a snapshot taken directly from her book. Highly recommend getting the book. Um, This is a snapshot of your character one. Your character one part of your brain organizes everything, categorizes well, So you think about, like I think about my closet is I do have it organized by like tops and then I have it in color. Like I am that person. (laughs) So it's the, this side, a part of you that organizes well is naturally mechanic, mechanical. So like assembling, assembling, assembling things. That was easy for me to say. Um, Is neat, plans well, respects authority, critically judges right or wrong. So they have a strong moral compass that they are like, you're either right or you're wrong. There's no gray. Is details-based, counts everything, and is very protective. Now, some of you may be thinking like, oh my God, that's totally me. And when I read this, I was like, oh, I have a very strong character one. And there may be others of you out there going, know if that's me right so as I describe each of these characters there are going to be ones that are more dominant in your life Um, and the the challenge is to recognize your dominant character and then lean on the characteristics of the other characters in your brain to help support the dominant side of you okay I'm going to continue to describe the the different characters and then I'm going to help connect how you could use this and the way you look at this. Just so you know, this is definitely going to be a two podcaster because 
I could just go on and on. All right. So basically you get it. Character one is like your organizer part, the one that keeps you focused, moving forward, very logical in your thinking. All right. Moving on, your character two is the emotional side of your left brain. So this is the way I describe it is this is where we get a lot of the stories we tell ourselves that hold us back. Characteristics of your character two, anger, name calling, deceives, feels guilty, internalizes shame, loves conditionally, is negative and self-judgmental, is anxious, whines, is egocentric, and blames. Any of those sound familiar? Yeah, I think we all have that. So the way the left side of the brain is structured from a perception perspective, and this goes for your character one and your character two, which is all left side of the brain, it is very linear in the way it thinks about the world. There is a start and an end. It follows the clock, right? So that's why our character one, our manager part of us, is detail-oriented because it's very structured and it says, okay, at two o'clock, I'm going to do this. At three o'clock, I'm going to do that. The emotional side of our brain is linear in the sense that what it will do is if there is a situation that is a potential threat, it will look at our past to decide if we should stress out about it. And this could be as simple as, you know, there somebody called you a name or you heard the word fat and it triggered you right away because you remember being called fat when you were younger and it made you feel terrible and you felt excluded. So we look to the past with our emotional left brain to decide if there's a threat. And what happens is this is where the anxiety part comes up is our brain is like, this is a threat, this is a threat. And it keeps looping that thought, and as a result, that a left part of your brain, the left part of your emotional brain, goes and continues to look for all of the evidence on why this is a threat. So you know how we talk about like, oh, you're having a bad day, and your brain's like, well, if we're having a bad day, let's bring up everything that has made you feel bad in the past. That's your left side emotional brain at work, right? So it's linear in its thinking, it's past focused. It may be future focused as far as this could potentially do something bad in the future, okay? So it's not future-focused in the sense that it's setting you up for success. It's more of like, be on guard because this could happen again. Any of this sound familiar? This is why I think the majority of us live on the left side of our brain. Maybe not everyone character one, but definitely like the stories that we tell ourselves, the places that, you know, the the areas that we get stuck in, definitely character two, two driven. Okay. Moving on, now we're going to switch over to the right side of the brain. Now, the right side of the brain is living in the present moment. So when it processes information, it's looking at the here and now, and it is not linear by any means. So your character three is the emotional part of your right brain. When I think and read the description of this, I think of it as very... um, like the inner child, like childlike and playful, and not from a bad place per se. But here are the characteristics of your character three, which is your emotional right side of your brain. It's forgiving. It's awe-inspired. It's playful. It's creative. It's joyful. 
it's curious. It likes style, its own individual style. It's very hopeful and it's very experiential. So it's like the here and now, it's like, let's go um, check that out or I want to go play. I don't want to do work, right? So it's the, um, I think of it as the, you know, the curiosity of a child, like, let's go see. The downside, the potential downside of character three is like, it doesn't want to follow any rules. So it could easily, that part of your brain could easily get you in trouble because it's just like, no, let's go check it out. I don't care what the authorities say. But it can also be that light fun side. So when I talked earlier about leaning on the different characters, if you tend to be, so this, um, part of your brain tends to be like messy because it doesn't think about organization. It's about the here and now and what's next. So if you're a strong character three, you may be the person that has like just clutter everywhere. Like you go to your desk and there's just stuff everywhere. Or maybe even the way you live, you just have, you're just not organized. If that resonates with you, and I know that it resonates with some people, it's tapping into the character one side of you because that does exist in you to provide that balance, that sense of balance. Like for me, when I look at this, I'm a very strong character one. My brain is like, what's next? Let's plan where I need to tap into the more of my character three and just kind of let go a little bit and relax and, and play a little bit more without worrying about getting stuff done, without worrying about breaking the rules. I'm a total rule follower. So that's like, the, I again, I picture it as kind of like the playful child part of our brain. And it's very here and now, okay? The character four part of our brain is the greater consciousness of our being. So when you're, so I talked about the right side of our brain being very much in the here and now, it's also connected to the greater consciousness, the energy that exists out in the world, where the left side of the brain is our individuality. That's where the I am statements come from. That's where the sense of separateness comes from, is from our left logical side of our brain right? Both from the thinking and the emotional part. Whereas the right side of our brain thinks about the collective, the we, right? So the character three, the playful part that I just talked about is about like, let's go experience the world and we are all here to have fun and spending time in nature. I feel the wind. I feel like I feel the energy of being out in the world, right? So there's a a true tapping into the energy of the world, Character four takes it to a whole nother level. So a snapshot of your character four is aware, aware of the connectedness to all that is. It's expansive. There's a sense of connection. It's very accepting. It embraces change. It's authentic, generous of spirit. There's clarity. There's intention and there's vulnerability. I think in our journeys, and I see this not only with myself, but the people that I work with, our goal for many of us is to have more of this character four part, this sense of greatness, this connected to something greater than ourselves. So the interesting part of when her brain shut down, her complete left side of her brain shut down, so she could not 
talk because language comes from the left side, that character one part of us is language. It's words. It's putting concepts together. It's the analytical side of our brain. The character two, the other thing that she lost was any judgment or feeling or emotional emotions about her past. I mean, talk about a gift. Where what she what she experienced is she could no longer sense boundaries of her physical body. She felt not the separateness of our body. She felt the energy at the molecular level of our body, right? Because our bodies are made of atoms. And I don't know enough science to really talk about this, but but that's what she saw. So she did not see her skin creating this boundary, she just saw it like she was a bundle of energy connected to more energy. And that's where I think spirituality comes into play, connecting to the universe, to God, to a higher power. I think that's the part of the brain that allows us for that connection, right? And you can call it whatever you want, but I don't think any of us could deny that there is an energy out there. Like, you just feel it. You feel it. I always say like there are people that enter the room and instantly you feel our energy for good or for bad. That is like, I, that is the energy that we're tapped into. Okay. So character one is your logical part of your brain. <clears throat> it's the I am part. It's the, um, the part of our brain that allows us to get concepts. It allows us to identify things. It's very organized, very detailed. Character two is all about trying to protect us, but from a linear perspective, looking towards the past to see if what we're currently experiencing is a true threat. Character three is our fun, like playful, wants to like go be in nature and there's no rules and there's no time. It, she describes it as like if you're ever caught in flow, like you're doing something and you're like, what happened? Like, where did the time go? That's you being in your character three. And then character four is the true expansiveness of our being, the knowing that we are connected to something greater than us. Okay, I hope I did a good job explaining that. I want to talk about how you work with this, and I'm going to get into that more in the um, part two of this podcast because I want you to like process a little bit of um, what I just described because I think it is very interesting, and I want you to see where character one shows up in your life and character two shows up in your life and three and four. See if you can start to identify how this part of your brain operates in your world, right? There's some, like, I'm sure as I was describing some of these things, you're like, oh yeah, that's totally me. And the other part, you might not be like, oh, I don't know if that's really me. I'm going to just offer that that is part of you because it is literally part of how your brain is structured. It just may not be in your forefront because we are taught basically how to exist in this world, right? From people outside of us, from the external. And as a result, we lose that connection with ourselves, which is why I think most of us live on the left side of our brain, because that is our world. It's about success. It's about the going after, the achieving. It's about, you know, seeing the outside world and figuring out, <coughs> excuse me, how you should connect with it. What's the appropriate way? So I think, if anything, it's more of 
and I guess I'm speaking personally, developing our right brain um, and tapping into the beauty of our right brain a little bit more. And, you know, just as a side note, when I was reading this, I was like, oh, this is really fascinating because I always thought of myself more right-brained because I think I have high um, emotional intelligence. I'm a musician. I have a very strong creative side to me. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely more left side of the brain. Anyway, okay, so I want you to sit with those. And then the last thing I want to um, just describe and talk about, because I think this makes sense from um, a way our brains process information that we perceive as a potential threat, okay? So the last concept I want to share with you is really talking about the difference between our emotional brains, because this is where the work is, right? This is really where the work is. When a threat hits us, it goes through, and I'm going to try to pronounce this, and I'm so going to get it wrong, and my apologies, but I think it's called like the a magagallon or, oh my God, I can't even say it. But anyway, there's a part of our brain that processes any sort of threat. So it hits that part of our brain first and it sends at the same time information to both the left side emotional brain and the right side emotional brain. The way it processes it is very different. So I talked about how the left side of the brain looks towards the past right, to our past or even potentially our future to see if there's a threat that we should be worried about. And if it perceives that there is a threat because it's happened in the past, it's like, okay, let's get that story going. And it just loops and loops and loops and loops. And that's where that anxiety gets created. Whereas our right emotional brain receives the information about the threat and it looks to like right now, is there a threat? Like, is there something? And if it's not real and tangible, it just lets it go. If it is, it goes, okay, this is a threat and there is a reaction. And then what happens? It gets stored in our past for our left emotional brain to be like, yes, that happened to us in the past. The example she used to explain this, and I thought it was a really good one, um, is let's say you're out in the woods hiking and you're walking along and you're like, do, 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 this is great. And then suddenly you see a snake. And the snake looks really dangerous and poisonous and it's right in front of you. So that hits the part of your brain that I can't pronounce. (laughs) And it sends information to both your left emotional brain and your right emotional brain. What happens at that moment is your right emotional brain takes over and screams and jumps and does that and your legs flail and you're like, oh, get off of me. And like you have that physical reaction in the here and now, right? The screaming that like your legs are like, "Ah!" right? So that happens in the here and now. Once that event takes place and you start to continue on, the information is stored on your left emotional brain. And now your brain is on high alert looking for another snake because you now have an association walking through the woods could potentially be threatening to you because the snake may pop out. So now now you're walking and you're proceeding with caution and every little sound you're like, oh my God, what is that? What is that? Right? So that's your left emotional brain working with information that is now stored in your past saying that we're in the woods, the woods potentially could be a threat and any like sound could be potentially a threat because it was before it was a snake. Make sense? I love that description. But that, I mean... In our day and age, it's not like we're coming across snakes 
like every day. At least I hope not. Again, a reason to not be in nature. Anyway, but it could be, you know, related to the workplace where you get a phone call from your boss um, that your boss wants to speak to you. And let's say it's like the first time and it's never happened before. And you're like, all right, the boss wants to speak to me. You go talk to the boss and it's like you're getting a talking to. And now you're feeling bad and anxious. That gets stored in your memory. So if that happens again, your brain's like, oh my God, this is going to be bad. It could be like, think of the events that happen in your life, right? Those get stored in our past for our left emotional brain to be like, let's have a party with it. I think it's really good to see how connected all of these parts are so that we can start to one, identify like, right? I'm always about the awareness of here and now. Can you identify how each of these characteristics show up in your life currently for good or for bad? Try to do it without judgment so that you can see, okay, I am definitely, you know, heavy on the character one side. How do I start to tap into more of my playful character three side? And the next episode, I am going to talk about how to do that. But right now, it's a teaser so that you listen to the next episode. But for right now, I want you to develop the awareness of how these characters are showing up in your current life. Now, Before I end, I just want to link it back to the passengers on the bus. So if you didn't listen to that episode, I highly recommend it. Um, It was maybe a couple of months ago I recorded it. So just go look back for it. But it's talking about you, your life, right? And with the analogy of a bus. So right now you, the person that you are, is the driver of a bus. Like think of a school bus. And you're like your your current version of yourself driving the bus. And on that bus are all little versions of you that want to, at times, depending on what the event is, wants to come up and take control of the bus, right? Like, nope, I don't trust that you've got this, so I'm going to take control, And that could be, you know, when you got teased as a 13-year-old, something happens and um, automatically that part of you gets triggered. That 13-year-old is now like suddenly driving the bus and you need to be like, listen, pumpkin, I know that you're upset. I got it. Like, I'm not 13. We're not 13 anymore. I have skills. I listen to Jen's podcast, so I know what I'm doing. (laughs) And you have to take control of the bus again. All of those passengers on your bus are somewhere in, are like linked to the different parts of your brain, the different characters. I think there's probably a lot of character twos on our bus, right? Especially if they're driving behavior that we're like, what the hell is going on with me right now? But there's also character ones and there's also characters three and there's also character four, right? Because all of those exist. So I think the work then is to identify you know, first where the characters show up and then can you link them to who's sitting on your bus? Okay, so more to come on that and more to come on how to work with um, the different characters um, in the next episode. But for this week, just start to pay attention and notice what's going on um, in your daily life and see if you can, you know, see who, um, which character is taking charge. She suggests naming them. So that you can be like, she calls her character one Helen, Helen Wheels. Um, So you can be like, oh, Helen's here, right? So um, I think that's a playful uh, way to 
kind of like just structure it in your brain too, um, is to actually put a name that you can associate with. And I know I actually have friends that'll say that like when certain per- part of their personality will show up, they'll be like, oh, Susie's here. Um, I have not named mine yet. Um, that's my character one going like, it has to be the perfect name. <laughs> it has to be right. Um, anyway, so um, I hope this podcast made sense. I hope it definitely gave you some food for thought. If you want to dive into this a little bit more, I highly recommend reading the book. If you don't, just listen to the next week's podcast so we can talk about um, what she calls the brain huddle and how to work with our different sides of the brains. Okay, that's all I got for this week. Um, Go have a glorious week and I will catch you next time. Take care.